0: understand and everything. How is everyone doing? It's good, 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 good to see all of you. It's amazing. Things that I love about being on site at church is the physical worship, it's just irreplaceable. And if you are watching online, you haven't come to church? We've opened for the past five weeks, I think, and. Will welcome you, invite you to come to the church. Limitation, uh, thing, something that we are very familiar. In the past, we had extended amount of lockdown. Uh, we, the government, tell us to travel, where to go, how far you can go, and five kilometers, fifteen kilometers, where to shop. What, thought, what not to shop, things like that. I remember last last week. Uh, I think we have someone live in Werribee. I didn't know that but this person. I think he managed to travel uh, to the city from Werribee, which takes about 30k, and to buy a butter chicken. Um, I think that's bizarre. When when I look at that story, he, he got a booked for a hefty fine for 1,650. I thought, man, that must be a really good butter chicken. should go and try next time. But that's the thing with uh, us as a human being. Our nature is we, we like a freedom. We like to be free. We don't like and we hate it. What it calls limitation or restriction. Same thing with us when we were little. we parents told us to dream big, to do whatever you want to do. And... Uh, Remind me when I was in primary school, around uh, grade three. My parents put me to a tennis, kind of tennis school, doing it once a week, and then it gradually increased. Uh, I think up until my high school, I was doing quite intensive training, perhaps almost 20 hours a week. Did a lot of competition, never win. Um, That's when I come across in my mind that it doesn't matter like how much training that I did. It's kind of, I hit the ceiling. I hit my own limitation. And maybe you're feeling the same. You've done your best um, in your exam, if you're a high school student, if you're at uni. Maybe you've done your best at home as a husband, as wife. Uh, Maybe you've done your best as an employee or as your boss. But it's just something is... You struggle on something. There's a limitation that you always face, and you've kind of struggled to maneuver around that limitation. And as we grow mature, we kind of understand that. And I'm going to give you uh, a few examples uh, about other limitations that I meant for today's sermon. Maybe there's a sickness in your family that you inherited. It just comes with you. We didn't ask for it, but it comes with you. Maybe if you are um, a parent with a young family, young children, or maybe with a, even with the special children with the special needs, which require a lot of attention, a lot of your mind, uh, your energy, uh, your money to, store, uh, to, to to your kids. And that is a limitation at this current stage of your life. I used to have that kind of family. I started my family when I was 23. Uh, Married 23, had Keisha 24, Jovan 25. Had a busy year. Um, Yes, I'm glad that happened. Um, uh, It changed the way I think. As a young extrovert that like to go out on the weekends with a nightlife and that sort of thing at age 23, my, my life changed. The way I see money, instead of buying something, we need to buy nebbies. Instead of, you know, it shaped me to become a person that who I am today because I started my family at age 23. And maybe as well, um, if you are single you also have limitation. If you are married, you have limitation. If you are dating, there is a limitation as well. Or maybe you experience um, some kind of accident in the past, and you have to go through a lot of surgery, and it changed you. My mom-in-law actually battling with the cancer. Up until today, we are still praying. Uh, it's been six years And it gives her physical limitation. Or maybe you are emotionally fragile. You're prone to have excessive amount of anxiety and fear because of changes or because of problems, because of challenges that you face. That was because of whatever happened to you in the past. And you're trying to manage your limitation. Maybe you are in a foreign country like me, which I was struggle. All my colleague in the past was all native speakers. And doesn't matter how much reading that I did for my to improve my language, it's just not there. So there are obviously other limitations that every one of us experiences that I couldn't mention here. But question is, what are things that frustrating you at this current stage of life? Not five years ago, not ten years ago, but today. What are things that limiting you? What are your weaknesses? What are your struggles? What are things that you bring that things to God into your prayer? We're going to read from Second Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. But before that, we can, we're going to, to pray first. Okay, dear Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done in our life. Could I pray for this moment that you open our heart, you refill the darkest part of our heart, and you speak to us? Holy Spirit, lead us, including me. Whatever things that I say about this bible first i have prepared i'm asking you to lead this moment and teach us config us change us to know your grace more and to honor you a little bit more every day thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen let's open up our bible i mean if you have your own bible feel free to open your own bible so you can highlight your bible I'm going to read it from the slides, which I've got it here on my paper as well. Second Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardship, persecution, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We're not going to read first 1 to 6, but you can do that at home. So in the previous verses, Paul had vision and revelation of the Lord. He was caught up in the paradise, third heaven, an experience that perhaps all of us will never taste. But today we'll be focusing on, we'll be learning from verse 7 to verse 10. So verse 7, it says, A thorn was Given to Paul in the flesh. Now, think about this. Having a thorn in the flesh is painful. I never had thorn in my flesh, but I had chicken bone in my throat before. <laughs> I'm serious, not joking. Around, I was in my grade three or four, five, right? So I had a little competition, eating competition with my cousin. We ate, whoever ate the chicken, more and faster, you win. So I've got the chicken neck's bone in my throat, basically. That's what happened. And my mom would suggest me, you know, you get this rice ball, plain, hot, from the fresh from the rice cooker, swallow it. I think I sort of invented rice ball, I think. So that's how, what I did. And continuously swallowing it, a lot of rice balls and don't know how many bananas that I ate as well at that time. Thankfully, praise God, it's gone within seven days. No one likes having torn in the flesh. I didn't like, didn't enjoy. It was suffering. It was painful. But we know that the torn in the flesh that Paul mentioned here is a metaphorical statement. It's not a real torn in Paul's flesh, but it's spoken it in other things that he experienced, the pain, the suffering that he experienced. Read a few background about this, and no one knows. All the theologians, no idea, have no idea what had Paul experienced. They can just uh, uh, guess what happened to Paul at that time. It, it could be because of of the persecution, or it could be because of his physical disability. Uh, he couldn't see uh, properly. So, but the, in in reality, is no one knows what. Paul actually experienced at that time. But what Paul knew that God allowed this thorn to happen in his life, to keep him from becoming conceited. In other words, God taught Paul to be humble through the limitation to the thorn that he has in his life at that time so that he can remember who he is and who God is, I mean to be humble for someone like Paul it wasn't easy he's the writers of the New Testament books of the Bible, and he was led by the Holy Spirit at most of the time. he did a lot of miracles, he tastes and see heaven that God taught him, give him a thorn in his flesh, taught him to be humble john three twenty seven said No one can receive anything unless that God give it to him from the heaven. We've probably never tasted heaven or never will, but we've received a lot of good things from God. And God wants us to be humble. But God wants us to be more humble when we are facing our limitation and our challenges in our life. We need to acknowledge a lot of things that we don't know in this life. Uh, I think it's funny, looking back 2020, uh, we kind of celebrated. Yes, 2020 is finished, 2021, let's do it. And guess what? With more than a half years, we, we were in lockdown. It's just, we don't know what's happening in the future. Proverbs 3.5 said, we need to trust in the Lord and do not lean on with your own understanding." It's just, we have this little, a few grams of brain that trying to understand the whole thing. It doesn't work. We need to trust the God, the unlimited. Verse 7, it says, Paul is mentioning this stone as a messenger of Satan. When we are focusing this stone as a limitation in our life, there will be someone else. There will be Satan. There will be enemy that will try to attack us, tempt us, and make us fall into sin. We need to know that evil often targets our limitation. That's what he's been doing today, and that's what he's been doing in the past, in the beginning of time. Genesis 12, uh, 2, 16, 17, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God set a limit to Adam and Eve in the garden. Adam, if you can do whatever you want, that is the boundary, that is the limitation. God warned Adam and, and Eve to trust and surrender, that, trusting God that he is good, that he loved them, but serpent, the evil, the Satan, the enemy, they crafted temptation, trying to convince, not trying, they, trying to, they they convincing Adam and Eve, saying that God is not good by giving you that limitation. In other words, the limitation that God gave for Adam and Eve was indicator of God's stinginess, not his love. So rather than accepting God's limit, Adam and Eve become convinced that God might be withholding something good from them. They surrender to the evil temptation and chose to be like God, to be unlimited. The enemy can use our limitation as well to tempt us, to lie to us, to deceive us, to make us fall into sin, to make us walking away from God. The question is whether we are giving in to their voice and let that happen. The enemy can put doubt in our mind, questioning our identity in in Christ. Remind us about our past and our scars, how maybe our parents treated us in the past, or someone else betrayed you. what they do is basically warning us to walking away from God, to fall into sin. What are limitations in your life that the enemy has used to tempt you in doing something for your own benefit and your own self-desire? Verse 8. As human beings, we don't like limitation. True. We see limitation as Problems. Like what Paul said in verse 8, three times he pleaded to God. Paul was in pain, and he pleaded, pray, and cry out to God. And this is what we do as well. We pray, we pray, and cry to God to ask God to remove this limitation in our life. But you know what? Sometimes God doesn't remove them. Now. Title of today's message is How Do We Glorify God in Our Limitation? Verse 9 He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ May rest upon me. God responds to Paul's plea. But this is what the Lord responds to Paul My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for us. What is grace? Grace is a gift to the undeserved. A gift is something that we don't have to work on it. If you need to work on it, it means wages or salary. But it is a wage, it, this is a gift. It means basically what we need to do, just accepting it. Accepting it with faith. That's what God's want. And why is it undeserved? Because we are all sinners. Romans 3.23, we're all short of God's glory standard. Accepting this grace with our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Believe in him in our heart and confess in our mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Faith. We need faith. Believe in Jesus as our Lord. God says that his grace is enough. For whatever limitation that you had in your mind before, he's saying to you, he's saying to me now that my grace is enough to face all kind of limitation that we have. For my power is made perfect in weaknesses. I've got another NLT version which giving us a broader understanding it says God's power works best in weaknesses in our limitation you see from that two verses the, the, our weaknesses and our limitation still going to be there it doesn't go anywhere but his power will make perfect through our weaknesses and limitations Yes, we have limitation, but it doesn't mean that our life is being limited by that limitation. Oh, what is that, Jimmy? There's a lot of limitation, but let me repeat that to you. Yes, we have limitation, but it doesn't mean that our life is being limited by that limitation. Nick Foyke, Nick, um, born in 1982, he's actually from Melbourne. Uh, he, he born without arms and legs, only two small feet. I'm going to read this from my notes that I took from his uh, life. He was one of the first physically disabled students integrated into mainstream school. And his lack of limb made him a target for school bullies. And he fell into severe depression. At age 8, he contemplated suicide. At age 10, he tried to drown himself in his bathtub. However, a turning point is when his faith to Jesus came, when his mom showed him a newspaper about men dealing with severe disability, Nick realized that he wasn't unique in his struggle and began to embrace his lack of limbs. Nick is an Australian preacher, motivational speaker, devout Christian, believing that God loves everyone equally and has taken upon himself to spread the message of gospel to everyone around the world. His limitation, his weaknesses, still there. But God's power made it perfect through his limitation. Another guy from the Bible, he had a speech defect. He was started by God. Chose him and trust him to lead the Israelite from the Egypt to the promised land. Jesus chose 12 disciples. Normal guy with limitation. He didn't choose the guy with the international network. But this is the greatest human move history. People with limitation. I like another story from Ehud, Judges 3. Ehud uh, was a judge uh, chosen by God by God to deliver Israel from Moab. He was left-handed. But because of his left-handed, he can kill the king of Moab. Hang on, Jimmy. Are you saying that left-handed is actually a limitation? No, no, no. No, I didn't say that. Rafael Nadal is pretty good. He's left-handed, right? Um, but we... We know that the majority of people are right-handed. When we shake people's hands, we are assuming people are giving the right-handed. We're not going to ask, are you left-handed or right-handed? If you're left-handed, I'm going to give you my, my left. If you're right, then I'll give you my right. No, it's just assume. Hey, how are you, bro? Right. What happened was, uh, so obviously Ehud, as a deliverer of Israel at that time, God called him to kill the, the enemy, the king of the enemy. So as usual, if you're about to see the king, you need to pass on the security guard, right? And what happened was security guard will check the left side of Ehud's body, which is normal because people are assuming they are right-handed, and when people are right-handed, they put the weapon or sword on the left side. When you are lefty, you are putting it on the other side of the body. Because of that, he managed to win in and kill the king and save Israel from what can we learn from Ehud's story? You might be feeling that I'm different. I'm not like majority of the people. I'm not like the crowd. The way I'm reacting is different. I don't know why. And you're probably butchering yourself or hammering yourself. Well, God, I don't want to be like this. I want to be like them, like the crowd. But today, today God is saying be yourself. And I love you. And I can still use you. Your limitation, whatever you have, whatever you are facing, I still can use you. God is using uh, disciples, Moses, Ehud, and God can still use us as well. Once we can embrace God's grace in our life. God's power is made perfect in our limitation. But we need to embrace that, the God's grace in our life, the gift only by true faith in Jesus our Lord. Embrace that, then we can see our limitation in different perspective. Sometimes the problem is not the problem but the way we see the problems. First ten, I am content with weaknesses, for I am weak, then I am strong. Content in weaknesses is quite a rare word in today's society. The other word of content means fulfilled, satisfied, pleased, gratitude. Right? Basically, Paul saying, I am satisfied with this thorn in my flesh because he knows when he is weak I can experience God's power in my life the weaker I am the stronger God's spirit will work in my life the more limitation that I have the stronger God's spirit will be in my life we'll also learn from someone in the Bible that his life is up and down like a roller coaster One day up, one day down. Um, He continuously facing circumstantial limitation. Started becoming a slave. And then it moved, becoming a servant. From a servant, becoming a prisoner. From a prisoner, because of his trust to God, he became second most powerful person in Egypt. Joseph continued to trust God throughout all his limitations and his life. That's the thing that never changed. You see in the Bible, never once he grumbled and he complained to God. In fact, one verse that I love that summarizes his understanding about God and about life from Genesis 50, verse 20, when he said to his brother, For you meant evil against me. But God meant it for He trusts God through all circumstances of his limitation. We can all surrender ourselves and use our limitation to glorify his name. Philippians 2, 6-7 says, Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. Jesus, who is equal to God, emptied himself, became in the form of servant. He was limiting himself in the likeness of man. Jesus also had to face temptation as well. He was hungry. He could call manna from heaven. He could change rock into subway. He can call the angels to hold him, but he didn't. He chose to walk down from the temple. He could fast forward the suffering, all the pain that he had to face at the cross. He could do all that. But he chose to accept the cup that the Father gave him. The unlimited God chose to be limited because of his love for the humankind. If today is the first day that you never knew who Jesus is, never knew about his grace, I invite you to come to really, to pray, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm going to surrender my limitation into your hand invite you to be my lord and savior this jesus that we worship he has full authority on earth as is in heaven he has power over all kind of sickness and nature and even death he said my grace is enough my power will make perfect in your weaknesses If you like to be prayed for, reach out to your leaders and pastoral team. Three things to remember from today's sermon let's embrace our limitation. Second, let's embrace God's grace in our life. And the last one, once we know that, when we, once we identify our weaknesses and limitations, and once we invite Jesus into our life, once we embrace His, God's grace in our life, let's use that. Let's honor God. Let's glorify God with our limitation. God bless you, church.